When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Crashly. So last time, basically, we had to fight with this huge salamander and millipede that were desecrating bodies. I think they were in a cult. I'm looking into it because if you look really closely at a dollar bill, sometimes it looks like there's a millipede in that old pyramid, especially if it's like all wrinkly. Also, the salamander kept saying the time is wrong, which quite possibly is a reference to the salamander letter. If you know historical papers, you know what I'm talking about, either that or a multiverse. Anyway, we killed them. And then we had to head back to the lair and leave all the bodies there because Adam Miller was like basically about to die. Shamanda totally like likes him, but she won't say anything. Maybe because he's a Mothman. Hello. CEJ was all bratty and he wants us to just be normal as if there is such a thing as normal. Susan and I did some research, but she wasn't really biting on the salamander letter thing. Well, the truth is out there. Welcome, everybody, to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everyone. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt, the Crooked. And I'm very upset about the casting for the spring musical. <laughs> I will hang on to this for a couple of years. Hey, I'm Adam Miller. I'm a monstrous. Uh, you know, I'm all about being a mothman. And uh, it's hard going from a moth boy to a mothman so quickly. Hey, I'm Erin Rain. Um, my character's Crashly Grenadine. And everyone calls me a flake, but I don't think it's flaky to see the connection between government, religion, and aliens. Hey, everyone. I'm Alan Linick. I am playing CEJ. He is our resident Manzol in Dick Stress. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire Linick. I play Susan Wexler. She is an expert monster hunter and a very bad janitor. All right. So where we left off, Adam Miller is slowly on the mend after nearly dying fighting off the monster millipede. He and Shamanda are both recovering in Mrs. Wexler's infirmary, while Ms. Wexler Crashly and CJ are working on what to do about the pile of bodies in the cave. With that, we will jump into Ms. Wexler's custodial lair. The first question I have, you all, you all there, uh, you've been patched up. What I, what I, the most pressing question I have. Have we all been patched up? If you are not. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can, can reduce their harm by one. Okay. So I'm just bruised. Okay. So I'm still bloody. Adam Miller, you have to stay in the lair for a week. That makes sense. This is accelerated healing. You know, if you went to a hospital, you would be in the hospital for at least like a month. But because Ms. Wexler is an expert and and set up for this, she's able to use um, some additional medical and sort of supernatural healing techniques to try to expedite your healing. And also you're a moth boy. So your healing goes a little different. Yeah. And I'm just munching on the basketball jerseys this whole time. Just uh, all of them. Just a huge pile that you're just chewing through. But you do have to stay here for a week. Okay. What's your cover to your mom? Um, Honestly, my mom is, is so worried about CEJ all the time that like she doesn't even like, probably notice. Like I probably I give her a call using a... Uh, who had a cell phone? Was it Shamanda? Or I do. Crashly. I use Crashly's cell phone. And I, I call her once and I'm like, I tell her, hey, uh, you know, I'm I got a, a, a class I'm doing a lab for and I need to uh, uh, really focus on it. And she just like immediately brushes it off like, oh, OK, sure, sure, sure. Well, let's actually just to do this. I want to bring in a new move that I'm toying with for us since we're all teenage mystery fighters and you know, teenagers love their secrets. Um, I put at the bottom of your sheets a new move. It's called keep your secret. So when you make an excuse to keep a big secret from someone, you're going to roll plus charm. So Adam Miller, go ahead and roll plus charm while on this phone call with your mom. All right. I'm um, pretty charming. I uh, may be weird, but I'm also charming. Uh, it is an eight. Okay. On an eight, you they can Wait, tell you. My bad. It is a seven. Oh, okay. Totally fine. On a seven, 
they can tell you're hiding something. So you're going to have to give up a different real secret to cover the the bigger secret that you're trying to hide. So she's like, a lab, Adam? You have a lab that that's going to mean you have to stay at school for a week? Uh, Yeah. Um, Mom, I have a crush on a girl and I'm trying to uh, woo her. <laughs> and she says, you're so much like your father. <laughs> Adam, are you also doing a lab while you're trying to woo this girl? Or are you just staying at school for a week just to woo a girl? It's mainly that, but science is loosely involved. <laughs> okay. All right. See, EJ is going to bring you a packed dinner every day. Okay. Okay. Mom, do we still have, um, do I still have like those, uh, Sunday clothes that I used to wear to church? Yeah. I want to look good for her. Could you have CEJ bring those two and any other, uh, linen we have? <laughs> yeah, honey. And she's like, you can hear her voice crack a little bit. And she's like, wow, you really have a big crush, huh? You're really going all out on this. Yeah. It's yeah. My little man. It's real. Um, wow. Well, you be safe. Is is anybody going to be watching over you while you're there? I mean, where are you sleeping? Uh, uh, we're just like uh, putting sleeping bags um out. Oh, oh, okay. This is like a class thing. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. All right. And CEJ doesn't go to the school, so he wouldn't know anything about it. So don't quiz him. I, I okay. I fair enough, honey. Well, um. Enjoy your science and um, good luck, hon. Hey, hey, I love you, mom. Love you too. She hangs up. You're you're good to go. Shamanda, what about you? You are you have to stay overnight to heal up here. How are you covering this with your aunt and uncle Tony? Um, I am. I, I also reach over and I grab Crashly's phone. I say, "You have minutes, so I'm just going to use your phone real quick." <laughs> um, I'm going to call them and tell them that I have to practice for solo ensemble, and that's the band state band competition, and it's a big deal since they're finally including us in Superior. Okay, great. Um, you go ahead and roll plus charm as well. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um. Ooh, ten. All right, great. On a 10 plus, they completely believe it. And not only that, they also give you something to make things a little easier. So what is your excuse again? You're practicing for? I'm practicing um, on clarinet, even though my band teacher said I can't play alto sax until I start on clarinet. So annoying. Uh, but I'm practicing for a solo ensemble. It's a like, statewide band competition. And your uh, Uncle Tony, who is also Crashly's uh, godfather, on, is on the phone. And he says, all right, honey, well... You know, we're just so dang proud of you. You're do, you're just doing the work. We're so dang proud of you. You know what? I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but uh, there's an alto sax waiting for you in the garage. Stop! Yeah. No, Uncle yep. Tony. No, we you're believe great. In you. We believe in you. All right, you're gonna do it. You're you're gonna you're moving through that clarinet faster than any any kid I've ever seen. I'm overcome with emotion, Uncle Tony. It's just like I don't like to cry. Especially, yeah, me neither. I don't, but I am. Gosh, we're so we're so happy to have you in our lives. I'm happy to be here. Um, do you want to talk to Crashly? Uh, yeah, put her on. Put her on. Crashly. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, uh, how are you? How are you doing? How's your How's your mom holding up? Oh, she's totally fine. Like, I'm gonna go see her later, and I didn't do anything this day. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. All right. Well, hey, you're always welcome to come over anytime. I, I know I know, I was closer with your dad than your mom, but... Yeah, I know that too, and so does she, which is why she doesn't like me to talk to you very much, but you're my godfather, and I think you're great. <sighs> okay, yeah, that's a lot to, that's a lot to, to lay on a guy. Uh, was it? Well, listen, I, as long as you're doing okay, and hey, I just want to say thank you for uh, taking my niece under your wing. Oh my gosh. No problem. You're always such a bright kid. She's got a, a real role model to follow with you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. She's the best. You don't need to put her back on. Just tell her I said I love you. And uh, you, okay. And you know what? I love you too, Crashly. I, I don't say that enough, and and I think you deserve to hear it. <laughs> and he hangs up. Okay. Bye. <laughs> he said he loves us. Uh, I know it's like so <laughs> stupid and like considerate to just like love us unconditionally. Like what a loser! That's weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. And so I, I climb up on to one of the bunk beds and I like pull out my journal and I start like drawing pictures of saxophones. 
and fairy notes and all that. So what we're going to do then is we're going to cut over to Susan. Susan, uh, you've been doing research about things. There, there is this cave of bodies that is at the shoreline of Lake Mystery. You know that that those bodies are have magic residue that is going to continue to cause overgrowth of whatever feeds on them. So that is something that needs to be resolved and rectified. CEJ is here with you. Everybody else is as well. What are you What are you doing to to sort of deal with this? So I've been working on a, a little spell for this all week just to kind of stop these bodies while also keeping everybody safe. And please remember, I'm still a janitor. Yeah. And we've had a lot of what I call protein spills this week. (laughs) And you know what I've been doing? I have no time. I've just been putting a little Windex on a paper towel and covering them. They're all over the school. What, what, what are you talking about? I'm putting a paper towel over vomit. Oh, vomit. That's a protein spill. Protein. Protein spill. Bill. Protein spill it's is something, something else. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, no. high in protein. It's good for your skin. <laughs> Susan, I want to know what senior told you that it was called a, a protein spill. <laughs> oh, no. Tony Barrett. <laughs> Tony Barrett? Is that his name? Tony Barrett. Tony did? Yeah. Tony told me that's what it was, and I've been using that. I used it in a meeting. I, I'm laughing my ass <laughs> what off. Meeting. Oh, we Tony had just like epic. a little. We just had like an end of week meeting to see everyone's doing it there. I am just talking about protein spills. For what I can only imagine was twenty minutes. <laughs> Everyone was laughing, and I thought, "My God, people are loving this story." Um, I want to apologize to everybody. That's why they were going no, through the school that's... with the UV light because they. The principal was going around with a UV light that you can get from the um, bath, Bed Bath mm-hmm. & Beyond for your cat pee and looking at every surface. That's why. Oh, no. I've created two mysteries, it seems. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. I'd love to say this is the first time I've done this, but it's not. This is why my fa- my auntie and uncle said I had to wear gloves throughout the school. Like, it's a good school, but <laughs> I'm not allowed to just touch anything. You know, a lot of conversations I had this week are making more sense. But I have, I got to tell you, I've been working on this spell and I'm very proud of it. I'm missing a couple ingredients, but I feel good. I feel like we're going to get it done. Um, Yeah, the only ingredient you really need left is the dead toes. Well, yeah, and the saliva of a good man. Right, of course. Um, Do you have a target for that? Uh, You know, I've been trying to get a hold of that park ranger. Not a lot of luck. Um. I don't hate the vice principal. I just am trying to figure out how do I get that saliva, but I think maybe one of the kids could help me out. Easily. Yeah. You need some of his protein. You need saliva. I can go to the band room and empty some spit valves of literally anybody. Genius. You just have to find the nicest boy and empty his spit valve. And you know what? I don't want to hear one word about the phrase I just used. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Shamanda does that that night. You know, it it's uh, pretty easy. It's dark. Nobody is here. Nobody knows that there is a giant lair behind the, the custodial cabinet uh, or closet in this in Queen Latifah's school for gifted girls. So it's it's very easy for an you to sneak boys. in average boys. Uh, it's very easy to sneak through. You grab it from uh, a great kid. His name is uh, Uriah. He's a little uh, a little churchy, but what a nice boy. And um, you have all the ingredients. So the next day happens. Actually, before that, I I do want to have just one brief snippet. Everybody else has gone home. Susan, you have a house or do you stay in the lair? I don't actually know. Oh, no, I've got a I've got a two bedroom a couple blocks down. Great. So, Susan, you I think you go home. You, You trust these kids. You you work with these kids. You look over them, but they're also a little bit your peers. So you don't uh, you don't I don't think you treat them as things that you need to protect and and sort of guard over tightly. Like you're not a, a parent figure to them. You're just sort of a role model. Um, so you've gone home. Uh, CEJ goes back to Aunt Diane's house. Crashly goes home to her mom. Shamanda and Adam, you're here in the bunk beds of the infirmary. Uh, you have the night to yourselves. What do you guys do to pass time? Um, so do you uh, want to play Euchre? I'm I'm I don't know how to play that game. So sorry. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I don't actually either. Um <laughs> Well, um we could talk about Boy Meets World. I've seen just about every episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, I I always thought I was kind of a Sean, but I'm clearly a Corey. <laughs> yeah, you've got kind of that like, you know, um, thinking the world is bigger and scarier than it actually is when, you know, yeah. you should just get to know the people in your ba- you know backyard. There's like all kinds yeah. of cool people who live right next door. Um, I really thought it was like very- Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. I also thought it was weird that Eric got stupider as the show went on. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like he was just sort of a cool, like older brother. And then he just, yeah, they like really leaned into the, and it's sort of what they did in the show Friends, where they just said, oh, what's the trait of Joey and Eric? Uh, they're good looking. So they're also stupid. I mean, and you've changed, <laughs> and like, you know, a bit over the last couple like hours. I would say, like, I always thought you were just like yeah. Adam Miller, the guy in math class who, you know, seems to know all the answers, but. I I have reason to believe, Adam. Do you trust me? One. Yeah. Yeah, I trust you. All right. Well, I I trust you to tell me the truth. I believe that you're the Mothman. You, like, when you're at the lake, you're, like, you totally transformed. And, like, I was trying not to bring focus to it because, like, coming out as whatever you are is, like, someone is your choice to do. I don't want to force that on you. But, like, I know. Yeah. Um, do you think the Mothman's scary? I mean, at first, yeah, you were like, you freaking like pincers and like wings and stuff. Can you yeah. fly? No, not yet. Um, I'm not really the Mothman. I'm sort of a Mothman and more actually kind of like a caterpillar boy right now. But I was infected by a Mothman. So I'm thinking that maybe, I don't know if I keep getting stronger and wiser uh, i'll turn into a moth one day wow um i mean i i'm honestly in shock like i knew but like to know that you were infected like you didn't bring this upon yourself means like you're a victim and like you seem so vulnerable to me now and like it's making me more attracted to you this is strange do you get these feelings did you say more attracted to huh? me like- um uh uh, uh, uh Hey, what's up? Got your dinner package. CJ, get out of here. And I swing at him, but I can't move, really. I'm still, like, weak. Yeah, you just, Adam Miller, limply from the bottom bunk, throws a fist basically up in the air at you, CJ, as you enter in. Pound it. All right, buddy. I uh, got your your meal here. Honestly, kind of relieved to get out of 80's house because that park ranger has been there all freaking evening. Why? I don't know, but if I have to listen to them like giggle and like gently touch each other's upper arms for like another five minutes, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Well, they were probably excited for you to get out of there so they can have some alone time. Yeah. Maybe you should realize when you should go back there maybe and make sure that they're uh, Do you know how to play uh, Euchre, CEJ? We're um, we're both like... Oh, heck yeah. I could teach you. Yeah, okay. I would love to play. Hey guys. All right. Hey CEJ. Um <laughs> I, Crashly's I here too. Out of barn. Yay, Crashly's here. Come sit down. We're gonna play Euchre. Oh my gosh, I love Euchre. Well, we got the perfect amount. My mom taught me. Awesome. Great. We got four players. Cool. Kids, I couldn't sleep. I was just gonna come here and read. <laughs> I have I have some horrible news. Oh, Whoa. This is I haven't heard. Happened? I've been trying all day to call this park ranger and I'm afraid he's dead. I'm afraid. That he's been killed by the gooch. I just saw no, him. He's not Wait, dead. you just saw him? Yeah, he's at my mom's place. Yeah, he's at AD's house. Oh no. Oh, I guess he's no. my new dad. Yeah, they're making like they're making like spaghetti carbonara, but they also had me bring Adam this package of blue box <laughs> mac and cheese. So I'm not really clear. I'm like <laughs> It's like they made his dinner separately and first and worse, and now they're doing something like just special for the two of them. Wow! Did you bring the clothes? Did you bring like any anything else? The clothes. My mom was. Oh, she was supposed to bring my Sunday best. Ah, uh, she didn't mention it. I have another set of sweatpants for my little brother. I pick up a new pair every time I go home, so you can have them if you want. Thanks, Crashly. He hasn't pooped himself in like two months. Good, because you know we call that protein spill. And you know what? I have said (laughs) we cannot bring that up again. I have said that to you kids. And I think it's important that when an adult is upset, they allow themselves to cry in front of the children in the room. And that is brave. 
That is bravery. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm a brave adult like you. Thank you. Do you think there's any connection between protein spills and protein oh, no. shakes? Because, like, if you think about it, protein shakes just got popular, like, this year. And there's, like, right. a lot more mm. protein spills. A lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first thing that happens is I'm going to shuffle up these cards. Uh, and the rest of the night uh, progresses about like that. Unfortunately, Adam, you you are holding out for everybody to leave so you can get back to this conversation with Shamanda. But because of your injuries and everything, you fall asleep first before anybody else even leaves. Yeah, I believe it. You wake up in the morning. Uh, Shamanda's already uh, gone to, to class. You're not able to leave for class either. Um, what are you telling? That's what I was going to ask. So I can't leave the room at all, right? No, you're like... You're full, basically, in a torso cast on the bed. So I wake up and nobody else is in the room with me? Uh, I think so. Unless Susan would have stayed around until he woke. That's up to Susan to tell. I will say there's a pan of um, warm water next to his bed because CEJ tried to put his hand in the pan of warm water. And I kept taking it out. Did he see EJ try to put his own hand in the warm water? <laughs> he tried or to put hand? your hand in the warm water. And I took it out and then he put it back I'm in. I'm going to kick his ass. Oh. Yeah, but every time you took my hand, like you you fixed it, Crashly, I'd be like, okay, but I'm just telling you, he don't need no help to pee the bed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am soaked and pissed. Um, and yeah, I had gone home. I had gone home hours ago. I was not having the best night. So it's just time to go home to the old two bedroom. Um, yeah, you get home. There is a, a voicemail on, or not a voicemail. There is a message on your answering machine. Um, and it is uh, you hear it and it goes, you know, beep. And then, yeah. Hey, uh, Susie, this is uh, Ranger Ilong. Just calling to check in. I, I got a series of messages on my machine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll just I am OK. Uh, I was just uh, having paying a bit of a social call. Um, you know, I'd already paid for a babysitter, so. Might as well take advantage of it. And um, yeah, uh, you're welcome to come by anytime. Uh, I haven't checked the cave out for from what you had said. Uh, and I recall, I don't know why, but I firmly remember the importance of establishing a perimeter around it. Uh, so that has been that has been done. So it's it's uh, at your convenience. You're, you're welcome to do what you need for it. Uh, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Uh, feel free to give me a call anytime. I break the answering machine and I put it. Yeah. I break the answering machine over my knee and I put it in the pile of broken answering machines that is under the kitchen table. Wonderful. So Susan, um, yeah, you, you have most of the ingredients. Are you doing this during work hours in terms of doing your spell or? Yeah, I've just been getting it going during um, work hours and consulting a little bit. Like I said, I would with the International Monsters crew and they've been helping, but everything's going really well. Um, I've got the spit. Um, were we able to get the shriveled toes yet or is that still, I know where they are. You know where they are and you have range of the ground. So this, it sounds to me like since you have everything, you're going to do your first of these. Uh, you're going to roll use magic. All right. You're our resident magic expert. So that is roll plus weird. Okay. Just so you know, it's some, you can use magic anytime you want. If it's a thing that doesn't seem like use magic will achieve, I would be like, that's going to be big magic and it's going to take a little extra in mm. order to do that. Essentially, like you need to get very rare ingredients or you need to do it needs to be very specific. circuit, you know, whatever I would give you the outlines for it. Luckily for you, one of the effects of use magic is banish a spirit or curse from the person, object or place it inhabits. And I think this definitely falls under the heading of a curse. So this is just a general use magic. So uh, what was it? What was your? Sure. I, I went ahead and I rolled a six. <laughs> So it was five plus my weird was six. So okay, great. I'm put that as a fail. Is anybody helping you with this, or are you here by yourself? Um, you bet that I brought Crashly. I help. I help. Yep. And Adam's there if he would like to help. But... Adam can't be there because Adam is still uh, in bed. Oh, sorry. I thought we were in my lair. Oh, you are actually going to have to go to the bodies for this one. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take anyone who wants to come, but for that i want to but i can't and i know that adam and i'm so sorry but i've invited the rest of the crew um i got fomo shamanda's in the house what what yeah shamanda you're feeling great um so shamanda you're back to full health at this point yeah so and you feel awesome dude i got a new saxophone we just did fractions (laughs) in math class and they didn't stress me out as much (laughs) 
feel amazing. Oh, yay, Shamanda. You're going to be great at fractions. You're doing fractions in high school math? Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> Listen. I will not be shamed. It's difficult. Math is hard. Also, we have already established that Queen Latifah's School for Gifted Girls is a bit of like a Montessori charter school sort of situation. It is not the public high school of Mystery County or of Haverford. That's the one that CEJ and Crashly go to, which is the Denver Broncos Memorial High School. <laughs> Denver Broncos <laughs> Memorial High. Yes. So I'm not the only one that has introduced dark shit into this timeline because also you go to a high school called Denver Broncos Memorial High for reasons that, that explain themselves. So also the NFL has has a gaping hole in its schedule every year because, I mean, how do you fill it? Does Superior have a team? Is there a, a team you know, in the state of Superior? I've thought about this. I don't know. It, it would be difficult because you just don't have the population f- to to sustain one. So you probably, probably Packers fans probably are Packers fans. I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, yeah. I got a twelve in helping out. By the way. Oh, awesome. Okay, okay so then you yeah. definitely help out, which is great. So that pushes Susan your use magic to a seven, which is very clutch for you because had it not, you would have lost control of the magic, and it never ends well. So no. on a seven to nine, Susan, your magic is going to have the effect you want, which I'm assuming you want to banish the curse. Mm-hmm. Now, what you are going to need to do is you're going to choose an effect, banish the curse, and a glitch. There's a list of the glitches there, but I'll read through them. The effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention, or it has a problematic side effect. You know, I'm just going to take a little harm. Okay. Yeah. What happens as you are there reading through it, you stumble over part of the... Well, actually, you tell me, how does magic work in your consideration? Is it like verbal words? Is it mainly like ingredients and uh, sure. and churning? How does it look? So I had this like kind of like potion, you know, it can be different for everything, but this spell was more like potion-like. So I had it in the slow cooker all week <laughs> and I'm, I'm over there chanting. I've asked for a little space from the kids. I'm chanting. And I bring out the slow cooker, and you won't believe what I do. I spill some on my own hand. Oh, no. And it does, it burns quite badly. There's instant blister. Yeah, since the whole point of it is to remove the vitality of a curse, it also takes some of your own vitality. So you take one harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bad one. And I, as always, just tell the kids, look away. When Miss Wexler's hurt, you just look away. Um. I turned okay. my back to her and I tried to describe um, the surroundings around me to calm her down. Um, this, the the sky is above us. Well, so you guys are actually in the cave. Presumably, Mrs. Wexler has fitted you all with some form of face mask to, to block out the, the noxious odors. But you are standing around a, a pile of bodies that is like five or six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Just like a massive pile of, of human bodies that are decaying. Shamanda, when you turn around, you do see there is another entrance to this. There is a, there is an entrance in the back of the cave, as well as the one that you guys have come in, which you've done previously from the water. Oh, that's weird. Um, I'm, I'm going to go forward and uh, check it out. For this, let's say, read a bad situation. Or is this, I guess, really... Which is your priority to like figure out what's going on in this place or to make sure that you are safe going into this place to figure out what's going on? Okay. So then that'll be investigative mystery. Okay. Um, plus my sharp is going to be a seven. Okay. So you get to ask one question. Are there any dangers that we haven't yet noticed? Hmm. So sort of like what is being concealed here? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Because we're doing investigative mystery as opposed to um, read a bad situation. No, as you as you walk through, uh, you're being cautious and, and looking. You do at one point find a little piece sort of trapped in a crack of stone, a little piece of black fabric that you suspect is from the salamander cultist's robe that it was wearing. But beyond that, you don't really experience anything. Really, as you go on, the whole the the little cave entrance of this tunnel tunnels down narrower and narrower, and so it's kind of a tight fit. Crashly can get through pr- probably pretty easily, but the rest of you are going to have to like kind of squeeze. And Susan definitely wouldn't be able to make her way in, and it just kind of goes off into the darkness. So you can continue okay. to follow, but it is sort of shrinking. It gets smaller and smaller. Okay, well, um, I call back to them and say, hey, somebody left a piece of their performance fleece stuck in the wall. Whoa. Oh, I'm interested. Save it for Adam. You're right. Yeah, what does that mean? Because the, the guy in the cloak was like not wearing that. 
Yeah, we got to figure oh, this okay. out. I'm going to crawl in there and look at it. Okay. Oh, wait, Crashly, be careful. Okay, I always am. Shamanda shows you what she's found. Uh, it really does look like Crashly. You're probably the only one who could fit through. Okay, I'm going to go in. Here, take my flashlight. It's uh, it's a little LED one that's attached to my keychain. Oh, and we're going to tie a, a rope around your waist just in case we have to snap you back. Okay, that sounds perfect. Do you have a rope? I do. I Great. unzip my Jansport backpack <laughs> and I pull out 20 feet of rope. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wrap it up. CEJ, you hold on to the end. Me? Yeah, you're the anchor, buddy. What? You beat the crap out of me a couple of days ago. I feel like you're stronger than me. So you admit that happened. Good. <laughs> I'll hold on to CEJ too. Just give him a little extra weight. <laughs> Great. The three of you hold on to the rope as Crashly goes in. Crashly, it is creepy and crawly in this space as you go in there. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a read a bad situation on this just because I can't envision Crashly not being sensitive to her surroundings. In okay. This. Yeah, um, I got a 13. So you get to ask three questions yeah. at any point while you're in this tunnel. Okay. Um, I'll I'll ask one of them right now, uh, which is, who left this performance fleece shard? Yeah, so it is one of the questions that is in the read a bad situation specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. That is a great question. <laughs> okay. I love this Old Navy-sponsored <laughs> readaption of the Dark Crystal. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let me look down. Um, okay, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? There, there doesn't appear to be. It looks like this. There, you do see on the ground footprints and and sort of drag marks going back and forth. It's pretty clear that this is the entrance that the bipedal walking salamander is has been using. You also see, unfortunately, kind of scuff marks and what looks like blood and stuff on the wall. It looks like bodies have been pulled through here, sometimes by force, but you don't see anything to indicate that there is anything lurking or waiting for you in here. It's just too narrow for it. Well, what's my best way out? Forward. Forward? I'm going to keep going. Hey, guys, I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm untying the rope. Just no, wait, don't do that. And Crashly moves forward, the rope uh, oh. falling to the ground <laughs> uh, as she does. Uh, luckily for you, Crashly, nothing happens. You get to the end uh, and you actually eventually see light ahead of you. And as you come out, you find yourself in a clearing in the in the middle of Lake Mystery State Natural Area. There's a clearing here. There's a small rutted road that is clearly not official. It was just one that, that seems to be sort of off-roaded into place. And there is a beat up old pickup truck that is just sitting unattended right next to the entrance of this of this cave. There's sort of the cave has some large ferns and other growth sort of obscuring it. But you push around and you find yourself in this clearing. What's the biggest threat? Currently, you hunker, you hold, and and you wait. We all know that Crashly is pretty dangerous and and pretty savvy to dangers. Um, you wait, nothing's here. You seem to be safe. I'm gonna get in that truck. All right, you get in. Yeah, it's uh, you know, rusty hinged door. It's this is a classic like bench seat pickup truck. You get in. There are blocks on the bed of the driver's area with little ropes attached and it's you are looking at them you're confused for a second and then you realize that they are what you would design for yourself for this which is uh things to go on your feet so that i can hold down the gas pedal mm -hmm. and the brake pedal if i'm like a salamander or something correct okay uh are the keys here because i want to drive this truck back to my friends the keys are not here can i hotwire it oh oh <laughs> Uh, you know what? I wish I was with you. You cannot. You you uh, have only a farmer's permit, so right. you don't have a lot of experience with it. Your uh, very badass and a little bit criminal friend, Shamanda, probably could. I'm going to get put my head back in the hole and yell for Shamanda to come. Um, I hear her through the hole, and I put my ear up to it. So I guess I'm too big to get through the No, you can get through. You'll just have to roll to see if you can get through without taking any harm. Okay, I'd like to do that. I'm going to push through the hole. Okay, great. So we'll do this as an act under pressure. So I'm trying to Kool-Aid man through the hole. <laughs> um, Act under pressure. How does a 10? 10 works do great. <gasps> um, you managed to oh, sort yeah. of contort and move. You still have the, the limber, flexible body of a teenager. So you are able to shift around. You do feel like 
um, some pokes and stuff into your back, but you are able to get through. You doubt that you could get back through the hole the other way, but you manage to get through without any harm. Great. So you're standing next to Crashly. In front of you is a beat up old, like dusty white pickup truck with just a canvas tarp on the back. If you could give me roughly the year that this car... 73. Good. It's old enough that I should be able to hotwire it no problem. Yeah, you can. Nice. You don't even need to roll. That is. Oh, I don't. Okay, so I do it. Um, I whip back the the tarp and I go into the front seat of uh, the car. And, and then, I uh, just to clarify, the tarp is on the um the bed of the pickup, so the the back, not on not over the entirety of the pickup. It's just covering the back bed of the truck. I, I should look under there probably. I just didn't want to by myself. Well, let's do it, cuz. Okay, so I look under the tarp. Nothing's there. Blood, but nothing else. Gross. That's gross. Fresh okay, blood? Let's... Uh, dried blood. Yeah. At this point, probably about a day old. Ew. Right. Well, hop in the passenger seat, Crashly. Let's get it going. Noise. You two get in, and truck starts off, and uh, you're able to go. It looks like once you get onto the sort of the ruts of this trailblazed road, Shamanda, you can see you're able to handle the driving of this. Somebody else would have a, a lot of uh, trouble with it, but you've driven everything in your time and hotwired, not a few vehicles. You managed to get onto one of the, the back roads. It, it is like probably going to take you about 20 minutes to drive around to get back to the ranger station. Uh, inside, Susan and CEJ are standing there. The last they heard was Crashly called to Shamanda and Shamanda went after. And you guys haven't heard anything else. What do you do? Well, listen, I'm just making sure everything's worked with the spell. Sounds like we've got a second. I just want to make sure these bodies are not putting off any magic anymore. Yeah, they don't seem to be. They actually, as soon as you do that, some of the bodies uh, towards the bottom release almost like there's a held breath and the pile sags a little bit as decomposition starts to more naturally take its course. Mm hmm. You know, I'm just kind of emotionally taking that in, um, waiting for the kids to return, I guess. Yeah. See, EJ, what are you doing? I'm just like standing or I'm, I'm, I think I'm crouched down looking into the hole from where Crashly went. And I'm just like waiting for her to come back on uh, my, my adrenaline's flowing, but I'm pretty focused on trying to get her to, to come back around. Okay. And you're not okay. Great, yeah. You you stand there. You're standing next to a big pile of bodies. Are they? Do they smell bad? They do. Gross. I'm giving you a little mask to help, but yeah, the smell. You know, so the toxics aren't like the toxic part isn't hidden yet, but the smell is still considerable. Yeah, and I you definitely see EJ would know the trick from biology when you dissected the pig to put a little bit of like lip gloss on your upper lip just to I've never so that heard of that smell. before is that real yeah you do that yeah you do that so you can smell the lip gloss instead of <laughs> usually it's um the stuff you put on your chest oh vix vapor rub. Va- vapor rub. yeah yeah but mm. in a pinch in a pinch, in a pinch you pinch. could use some lip gloss yeah so the two of you are there you wait and about 20 minutes later you hear footsteps coming down from the front of the cave from the front Mm-hmm. From the way that you guys came. I draw my knife and I move forward. Great. Shamanda and Crashly, as you guys enter in, you see a figure moving forward in the dim light with a knife drawn. Uh-oh. Suze, is that you, Oh, Suze? my. Listen, that maybe you were a monster. <laughs> no. You little monsters. What's going on? Wow. <laughs> you were going to get run over with a car. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> it be the first time? <laughs> you're awesome yeah, doing good. <laughs> now i have a question actually that i, I want to ask and this is a little bit leading but i think if i didn't i would be doing a disservice cej what happened to your parents they vanished they disappeared as you know mystery county has one of the highest unsolved disappearance rates of any county in the united states praise praise be to the 51 um, mm-hmm. but his parents were among, I think we established that in this year alone, 2005, mm-hmm. um, so far there are over 200 missing persons cases in the state of superior, 80 of them in mystery County. And my parents were among two who disappeared. That is true. Now here's the question I have for you. This pile of bodies 
that you're standing next to is clearly not there are different ages rates of decay and stuff this this pile has been here for a bit so cej on a, at the very least on a subconscious level is aware of what that could mean but i am curious if cej is consciously curious or is consciously nope. like not i am it. avoiding looking at any of the bodies you see all. none of them. Yeah, it's just a big pile. <laughs> nope, You're not it's looking. Just a you see nothing. Pile. That's all. I got. I'm standing next to a big old stink pile, and my, I'm trying to focus on the hole that Crashly went into and the strange clip clop approaching us from the other end of the. Yeah, cabin. and you hear down that it's uh, Crashly and Shamanda coming, and so you can. Uh, and Susan has gone forward to see them, so you're welcome to do the same if you'd like, or you can hang back next to the body pile. Nope, I don't want to do that. Great. You all, you leave. Susan, from all that you can tell, you have successfully, aside from the blister on your hand that still hurts quite a bit, you have successfully dealt with the, the body pile in terms of the magic. In terms of the bodies there, there is still a pile of bodies there. So I don't know what you're doing in regards to that. Should we burn them? Well, I think we were, we're going to want to wait to let the park rangers know to identify these bodies. Okay, so we're just going to say, like, remember when we told you not to come in here? Mm-hmm. Now there's a bunch of bodies. Also, you know? is this an excuse to, like, hang out with the ranger, Susan? I am far past that, CEJ. Thank you so much. As I told you last night, I'm good. And I'm good now. You cry and you move on. Yeah, you are currently crying. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, I would never say that to you, and I don't need you to say that to me. So, um, I think we just take it, and I hate to say this, this is going to sound a little cross. We just take a beat with the bodies. Uh, but I don't think okay. we can burn them just in case, you know. So we can Yeah, we haven't gone you. through their pockets and looked to see if they have any loose change no, or was, anything. That is Shamanda's That is not, she did not finish my sentence. We also haven't seen if any of them are connected to like any of the missing persons posters at the post office and the grocery store and the dentist and the missing persons photos at the doctor's office and at school. Right. Because right. we won't know unless we go through their wallets and able to identify these people. That's what I was saying, Miss Wexler. Oh. I'm more concerned about who is wearing their performance fleece vest down here. It got snagged on some wall parts because like – if there's someone else in town who knows about this dead body hole, like why haven't they reported it? It could have been one of the bodies. I mean, I could go to old Navy and see if they can do like a gift receipt or something to see who purchased this. It's oddly weird that there's a tag and a receipt. I'm going to tell <laughs> you this. Attached to this sample. They have the best customer service down there. I love them. You tell them I'm Miss Wexler sent you. I love that team down there. I do. Um, did you kids find anything in the cave? Wait, doesn't Brian Mosby work there? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Brian does. <laughs> He's such a doofus. He is. The tongues on his shoes are way too big. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember when he walked around a whole day with his fly down and nobody told him? Yeah, I wanted to tell him because, like, that's mean, but it was so funny because you could see his boxers and a little bit of ball. <laughs> <laughs> Crashly! That was funny. Susan, you also know what happened to CEJ's parents. Um, so you are a very empathetic and connected adult. So yes, you can sir. tell that he is very purposely not engaging in conversation about like, are any of these people missing people? This mm-hmm. pile of bodies, everything. So I'm just curious how you're handling that. You know, I'm just kind of shuffling us away as we're talking. I'm just doing the old hand on the back. We're just going to keep walking. And that's why I just want to take a beat. Mm-hmm. Take a second. Um, and I am just going to go ahead and go into my backpack and get a little snack for CEJ. Oh, thanks. Just some Dunkaroos. Ooh, I love these. We can kind of move forward from here. Susan, are you, am I understanding it that you are just going to basically let the ranger know and have him kind of come in to deal with it from there? Yeah, I'm not sure I want him in here quite yet, but that is my end goal. I'm not going to, you know, do that today, maybe not even tomorrow, but that is my end goal here. Um, also, are we sure that like those two goonches were the only goonches? No, I don't believe so. 
Yeah, you you know that there was like a pack. You did injure pretty severely most of them. So at this point, there's probably maybe one or two six to eight foot long catfish swimming in Lake Mystery. But in and of itself, that's it. Susan would know this just from observing and Crashly also because she's a kill monster, that it was the pack nature of it that was making them so successful as hunters. Yeah. And so when uh, there's a group of goonches, like we saw, actually a quick fun fact, and I won't take up anybody's time here. It is called um, a Mary Goonchmas. What, what is? <laughs> what is called a Mary Goonchmas? <laughs> too hard on my own joke a pack of goonches is called a merry goonchmas that's right <laughs> How, is that more than three or just more than two it's more than three yep susan's gonna take a lie more down than three. after this <laughs> go ahead add a harm <laughs> <laughs> susan goes up to have a conversation with ranger along adam miller you are at school in bed by yourself uh-huh and you hear the door to the lair open um how big is this lair uh susan how big is the lair um it's it's like um the size of my guest bedroom so enough to fit like a queen size bed a dresser nice and you know one nice antique so about that size i love it that's the lair or the infirmary part of the lair Oh, the infirmary is just big enough for like a little bunk bed section. So that's not as big, but all anyone would see who's not welcomed in would just be a small utility closet. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I have no uh, reason not to think it's my friends. So I'm just going to lay there and accept them when they enter. And you just hear a voice that just says, hey, hello, anybody in here? And it's a high school boy voice. Um. I pull the blanket up over my head and you just hear like, Hey, um, I'm a friend of Shamanda's. She told me to check on you. What? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, good. I'm Damon. How you doing? It's good to meet you. Hey. Hey, hey, Damon. I want to say, Hey, she says you're really important to her. So I just, she said what? Yeah. She told me a lot about you. I just, I just wanted to like say hi. And she told me to just come and check. What did she say? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Specifically what did she said? Yeah, she just says you're kind of like a special kid, you know, it's a little different than normal. You know, I heard about the Mothman stuff. Pretty cool. What? Why? She told you that? Yeah, I mean, hey, I just think it's neat. I, no judgment here. You be whatever you need to be. Um, Can I get a read on this kid? Like, yeah, he seems what the fuck? He seems very suspicious that she would just tell him immediately. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead and let's see. Are you feeling threatened by this or are you feeling curious by this? I'm feeling uh, threatened because it's something I'm trying to keep hidden. Okay, then then totally read a bad situation. Okay, and that is uh, sharp. That is plus sharp. Uh, Ooh, it's oh, it's a 10. Okay, great. So you can ask up to three of those questions throughout this scene. While you're looking at them, Susan, what yeah, is that? So I'm just, you know, curious that someone was able to get into my lair. Yeah, that's weird. That's not normal. There should be a lot of fail safes there. Would I be getting any security tippings on my end? I think that is completely up to you. Have you set this up to be like alarmed? Oh, I would. I would say Susan would 100% set it up to be alarmed. And is it alarmed or do you just get like a ping anytime somebody enters it? Like what, what is the alarm that you have set up? Yeah. So it goes to my beeper every time someone enters, which is a little annoying if I'm being honest, <laughs> but I would know that Adam's not either a Adam is up and about, which he should not be. Absolutely should not. Which I have specifically said no, or it's I'm with everybody here that would know about it. This is not good. Yeah. You definitely get a beeper. You get a beep. There's a message. I'm going to haul buns. I'm going to start haul buns. Then. Where are you going? Everybody, I'll explain on the way. We got to go now. Bring the performance fleece thing. Finish what your about Dunkaroos. The We're going to get back to that. CEJ, finish your Dunkaroos. You're going to be fine, my friend. I can't eat should them we in, the follow car? in the car. Should we follow in the truck? Or yeah, should we all get in the Camry? I'm I'm pulling around. Skirt, everybody get in. Let's roll. Oh, yeah. And so, Shamanda, you now have a truck. I'm like running. I'm like Shamanda. running and dunking. I'm trying really hard. You go in the Camry. I'm trying to eat my Dunkaroos. And we'll cut back to Adam Miller. 
you're there and damon continues to talk about it and just is continuing to say like yeah she she talks about you a lot she's she said like you're the only cool person in the school that she's met she says you're so different than everybody else just says there's something like really special about you i was just so excited to meet you i want to so i'm gonna use one of my holds uh to read a bad situation and see are there any dangers i haven't noticed yet yeah then you're looking at it yeah the more he's talking about it, because the less he's talking about identifying details about Shamanda and more he's just talking about how unique you are and how interesting you are. And there's a little bit of a sense of like the way a collector would talk about a prized piece that they want to take. What's my best way out is that a second hold I use. Yeah, your best way out. Well, uh, let, let's ask Susan Wexler this. Susan, this is your lair that you've built inside the school. I, I'm assuming sort of underneath the school. I'm assuming it's sort of a goes in and then down. So w- what's the answer to that question? Okay, so you're asking, will you say that again, Adam? What's his best way out? Okay, perfect. So there's not, the only way out is the way this gentleman caller came in. But I do have a panic room section in here. So if you, which you would know about, so there's a, what just looks like a trunk in there, but if you open it, there's enough space Mm -hmm. for seven adult humans. Um, so you would just have to go into the trunk if you need. How far, where is that in the room? Um, it's next to the bunk beds. I've got a nice quilt over it, but you can move it. Please God, don't eat it. Perfect. So it's just like at the foot of the bed. Yeah. So I'm slowly getting up and like, oh, cool. Uh, trying to keep him at ease. So she's talked about me a lot. That, yeah, I am pretty unique. And I'm like inching towards the, uh, like, you know, like acting like I'm in pain, but in, well, I am in pain. Oh, you need a, you need me to help you up? Oh, you're, are you no, sure you should be moving, please. bud? I'm a teenage man. Okay. So I can take care of this. Teenage moth like man, right? Towards... <laughs> she believed that? That's insane. I was just punking her. You know, punk, Ashton Kutcher's new show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're good friends, me and Ashton. Yeah, don't worry. I know the show. It's great. You're good, you're good friends with Ashton. Yeah. Yeah, Coacher? I am. Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you must like that poster of Ashton Kutcher. I point to the wall, and I fucking go for that. I'm going for that trunk. Roll act under pressure. Okay. Oh. First one's a five, so that's good. Mm. The other one is a two, and act under pressure is cool, so that's seven. Okay, great. So that's a mixed success. And what is it that you're trying to do? You're trying to distract him while you dive for the... Yeah, distract him uh, and yeah, and get into that chest. So you have two options. You can distract him and not get in the chest, or you can get in the chest and he is not distracted. Oh. um, I mean, the one that seems the most likely... I mean, I guess like I would try to distract him, and if he doesn't look, <laughs> then I can still get into the chest. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Okay, great. Yeah, so what ends up happening, um, you point and he says, sorry, bud, no. There's like this moment of pause. And at the same moment he lunges forward, you just rolled Mm -hmm. off the bed and you manage to yank it open. And as you are uh, diving into the thing, it it is still open. But as he is going, he touches the chest and you hear him go, ah, and pull his hand back like it's getting burnt. And then the chest lid shuts on top and you're just down in this panic room. Fuck. Woo. Claire, what does the panic room look like? You know, it's I was hoping to get it a little more decorated, and I am embarrassed <laughs> that someone is already down there. Um, so it just does have some cushions, um, a little lantern for anybody that you need it. And I of course do keep um some snacks and water bottles down there, but it's not as nice. It's not what I wanted it to be. I would love to get a gift basket down there, and I just haven't had the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I imagine if I, I'm very stressed right now, and uh, if there's anything that I can eat uh, cloth-wise, I'm sorry, it's getting eaten down here. Yeah, the cushions, they do have covers on them, so. I'm going to be munching on those. That was too much pressure. And Susan, you get another beep that is the panic room has been opened. Mm-hmm. Is it just every time the doors open and close, essentially? Yeah, you know, and I do need to get a new system, and I'm aware of that. Um, and this has just been a learning experience for me. Yeah. So you get a, you get two beeps from the panic room door. Mm-hmm. And then as you guys are driving back, you know, you're, you're probably within a half an hour from this, uh, the high school, especially cause it's kind of on the outskirts of town. You get another beep from the door of your lair. Okay. So I 
but I know that he's in the panic room. Okay, so that's good. You know the panic room door has been opened and closed, and you know the lair door has been opened and closed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, I don't know what conclusions you're drawing from that, but... Listen, I don't know perfectly what's happened, but it doesn't sound good. How much of this are you relating to CEJ? I think he's the only one in the car with you. Um, CEJ has not had what I would call the best day. So I am not bringing this up. And instead, I am just telling a fun story about a hike I took one time. Hmm. And it is, weirdly enough, a half hour story. Oh, will you just give us the uh, the last line of the story as you guys are pulling up to the school? And that's the last time that I ever that I ever had peanut butter. Is there a move I can do to try to see through this? I'm like trying to see if there's something. Yeah, you can. Um, I mean, yeah, there isn't quite. A, uh, I guess it would be investigate a mystery, but that's not quite right. For now, go ahead and roll plus sharp for me. Okay, I got just an 11. An 11? Yeah, I mean, with an 11, you absolutely can tell. You can tell what Susan is doing. Whether or not you call it out is up to you, but you can tell what, what she's doing and what she's trying to do. I'm just like, Susan. Susan. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just worry. I just worry. And also, that is one of my favorite stories. So it was a little bit for you and a little bit for me, bud. Uh, is it, there's, the rest of us are still in the car too, right? Shamanda and I are in the truck. Oh, they got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we'll cut over there real quick. Shamanda, what are you and Crashly doing as you guys are driving? I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. I don't And we'll cut back <laughs> over before the 15 <laughs> seconds of fair use is expired. Uh, CEJ. I'm just letting her tell the story, but I'm like, they better not be having fun in that other car. You guys get to the school. Shamanda is a fantastic driver. So Shamanda actually somehow got ahead of you, Mrs. Wexler, uh, and got there first. So Shamanda and Crashly, you're getting out of the truck. You see Wexler uh, ripping a turnaround, coming in hot into the school parking lot and stopping. She runs out. I'm guessing Susan Wexler just leaves her door open as she's just bolting into the school. Shamanda, what are you doing as you're running forward? Um, I'm concerned because the only reason we'd be rushing back is obviously something's wrong with Adam. Um, I'm also checking out the perimeter of the school to see if like, is there anything different that happened on the outside? Because someone obviously got into the school and into this layer. Yeah, roll investigate a mystery. Or is this more about threats? Because if it's about threats, we'll make that a read a bad situation. Uh, yeah, threats. There's got to be. And if I were to break into school, I would leave some sort of tracking cloaking thing. Um, 11 plus act under pressure. Oh, sorry. Uh, roll plus sharp. But yeah, so you, you definitely get it. So you get three questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Any dangers? biggest threat what's most vulnerable to me what's the best way to protect the victims um what is the best way to protect the victims it seems to you like if you made a distraction somewhere else susan's gonna need to go go in and not have the normal protocols that she follows to access her lair so you want to make sure that nobody is watching her while she's doing that so if you kind of draw attention away or make sure that nobody else is there an honest answer a fire drill would probably be the best way to protect the victims is to make sure is to clear the school out so that nobody is inside. That way, whoever is inside is not supposed to be there. Um, okay, so I'm going to take a bunch of the school newspaper um, that no one ever reads, and I'm going to roll a, bu- a bunch of them, and I'm just going to use my uh, pocket, I mean, a lighter, and create some smoke and uh, over one of the uh, the fire... Ex- the, <laughs> the smoke detectors? Smoke detector things, so that... That's so much more... <laughs> Well, I just, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, so you just make a torch out of student newspapers yes. and blaze it up. Uh, it immediately goes, fire alarm rings out. Adam Miller, you dimly hear from the panic room the sound of a fire alarm. Oh, great. That was a fire? I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's this boy Damien wearing, by the way? He was wearing, you know, he was wearing khaki pants. And oh. a t-shirt, black t-shirt, a classic Bad Religion t-shirt mm-hmm. with the logo there. Definitely also what I wore <laughs> in high school. It's what he's wearing. Yeah, that, he's got kind of like 
a basic preppy haircut. He doesn't have like he's not goth or anything like that. He's just kind of a really average. Interesting. So no performance fleece on him. No. Hmm. The plot What's his name? Chickens. Damon or Damien? It was Damien. It was Damon. Damon. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh. Like a devil. Hmm. Any relation to Brian Mosby? <laughs> you don't know because you're not there. Oh, you're right. Okay. Did I know? Uh, so Shamanda, Shamanda does that. No, you didn't recognize him. He didn't look. You you'd never seen him before. Shamanda does that. Susan, you don't need to do anything special to do this. Um, I assume you're just running I'm into just your running. lair. I'm just running as fast as my legs will take me. Yeah, so this is a moment where like the classrooms are all spilling out, people going outside to the the halls in an orderly fashion. We have fire drills on the regular. Susan running the opposite direction at a sprint with CEJ behind her. CEJ again and Crashly don't go to this school, so they're just two random weird kids <laughs> in the middle of the day. I'm still eating my Dunkaroos. Damn, Dunkaroos. And uh, Susan, you're running, getting to the janitor's closet. Shamanda, as you are moving that way too, your band teacher grabs you by the arm and says, Ms. Felt, come on. We have to go outside and pulls you. Uh, what's my best way out of my band teacher li- leaving me alone? Probably just a, any sort of distraction would be enough. You, you know, your band teacher is not like super keen on discipline. Uh, look, they're they're giving out free ice cream at the student store. Ooh, <laughs> he looks and he's like, wait, that, that doesn't make sense. We're having a fun. Shamanda <laughs> and looking around. Susan, you get in. Your lair is empty. Nobody's in there. <gasps> what? Okay, kids, I do not want you to be worried. And I just say, Adam, how you doing, bud? Do I hear that? Yeah, you can hear that again. It's very faint. Susan? I mean, Miss Wexler? And Susan, you hear that just muffled coming from the chest at the end of your... the panic room. Because I'm able to, right? Oh, absolutely. It's yours. Yeah, it's my my thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I open it. And I just say, what's going on, bud? Is the kid up there still? What? There was a guy that knew that uh, there was a guy named Damon that knew I was the Mothman, and he, I think he wanted to do something to Ew. me. I'm not like that. I didn't mean. <laughs> well, the four of you are there, uh, Shamanda. As you are walking to join, you see a figure kind of kick back from the lockers opposite Susan's janitor closet door, and a figure, a kid wearing khakis and a bad religion shirt's there, and he says, "Shamanda, could I, uh, before you go, and uh, c- could we have a talk?" And there's something about him that seems familiar, but you you just can't place it. Sure, yeah. Did we have AP English together freshman year? And he's he smiles and he says, oh, yeah, probably this is confusing. And he goes back to what he looked like the first time you met him. What did he look like when you met the devil? Oh, what? Oh! <laughs> you met the devil? <laughs> Very the freaking lead. devil? Um, the wow um i didn't know that that's awesome <laughs> um the devil looks like Ryder strong from boy meets world <laughs> wait what <laughs> whoa Ryder strong hold on i gotta google this he was sean uh, on boy meets world oh He's gorgeous you got the butt cut or the middle part? yeah the middle yeah, part, the middle part. <laughs> and it is Ryder strong is there and he says hey do you remember me now Yes, I do remember you, the devil. <laughs> Thought you could run, huh? Not fast enough, I guess. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hey, I have a business proposition for you, Shamanda. Also, I have to ask, how's that iPod working out? Uh, it was cool until <laughs> two years later, and they came out with a new one. Yeah, yeah, short-sighted. <sighs> but hey, you got it engraved. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but hey. I think I can turn things around for you. I have a simple proposition for you, okay? okay. I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. You're a businesswoman. I think we can work something out. What if I said you could have your soul back? I could have my soul back? Yeah. I would love that. I, I do anything to have my soul back. Great. I just want Adam's. Ooh. You want Adam's soul? Adam Miller? Yeah. Or Adam uh, Chukowski. No, Adam Miller. Adam, are you yeah, sure? No. Adam Adam, Ch- Adam Chukowski? Oh, his is his is mine either way. I don't need to worry about him. Damn, Adam Chukowski's getting burnt. You need Adam's soul. Uh, 
It's not really a need. It's more of a want. You want it? Why? Why? There's so many other souls. I could introduce you to all the kids in show choir. They're they're weirdos. You could have your pick. Are they as weird as Adam, though? (sighs) I mean, Adam is so different. You know, he listens in a way that you wouldn't think. And he's kind of a moth guy. Uh, He's a he's a moth to my flame. You know, we're so connected. I just. (sighs) Yeah. Well, he's a moth in a lot of ways, isn't he? Fine. I'll get you Adam's soul. When do you need it? At your earliest convenience. Sure. Anything you say, Mr. D. And that's where we'll end the session. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes. It's a great way for us to get the word out there. Stay weird, Superior. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, wow. That boy was the damn devil. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) A deal with the devil. Wow. Wait for an iPod. <laughs> an iPod. Wait, can I ask? So the deal was like you wanted an iPod, <laughs> and like the iPods are already around and stuff, or like you wanted something that became the iPod. Oh, good question. Um, you know, it was just like a really popular gift at the time, and you know, uh, like all the girls in my class was like, "We're not doing CD players anymore. We're getting MP3 players." And I got a Zoom, and they they all really thought I was lame Ooh. for it, so I had to get an iPod. Have yourself a merry little goonchmas.